Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Joe Waters here at Cause Talk Radio. I um, want to introduce my wonderful co-host, Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hey. How's it going? Excellent. Cost Talk Radio Day is always an excellent day for me. Such good crowds, such good audiences, such good guests, all sorts of them. And, you know, the guests we have on today, you know, when Winston Churchill first met Franklin Roosevelt, he said that meeting him was like opening your first bottle of champagne. And I have to say, that is the same way I feel Every time I see Chris Noble, who is CEO of Matchfire, a cause marketing legend. Hey, Chris. (laughs) Hey, Joe. Hey, Megan. Are you you sure it's not like opening your first bottle of Ripple? (laughs) (laughs) The first time I screwed off a cap of Ripple. (laughs) No, no, every time, Chris. And you know what what, uh, Churchill went on to say is he said that getting to know Franklin was like drinking that champagne. Oh, isn't that good? So, I mean, Chris, I have put you in the same league as FDR and Winston Churchill. I mean, that's big. That's pretty good company, man. That's 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 fantastic company. That's big. Right back at you. That's right. But being being on Cause Talk Radio is always the highlight of my year. When I was getting my chops in cause marketing, I was learning from guys like you. And that, and you're a young guy. I mean, I don't even think you're 30 yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's this week, his birthday, 30. Yeah, that's right. He turns 30. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Right. Parts of me are 30. That's right. Now, Chris, we've had you on the show before, but when you were on the show hard. last time, uh-huh. your company had a different name. And now you have actually consolidated all your businesses under one name, Matchfire. Can you tell us why that happened? I, I absolutely can, yeah. Uh, so Matchfire, first of all, we, we were we were cause media group for the longest time. Yeah, that's right. Studio good, and we had we had you know we our business was concentrated in social good, social purpose, and we we ran a whole lot of campaigns for brands uh, and nonprofits to to drive social action. And we got to the place I can only describe as brand soup, <laughs> where. <laughs> having, having grown via acquisition and adding a lot of great talent to the team, uh, we had every brand we'd ever started with. And it took me uh, a good five minutes to explain how they all fit together. But but when you come down to it, we were really just two pieces. There was an agency component and a technology component. Mm-hmm. And both pieces use data to drive consumer engagement for social impact. Mm-hmm. And so we, we backed all the way up and said, okay, I got a full service agency over here. I've got a tool, cool technology that integrates a lot of different data over here. How do I, how do I message that together? And uh, we landed on, uh, we landed on Matchfire as a, as a construct and as a way to convey that single simple action that can lead to so many greater things. Now, Chris, I have a I have a quick question for you about Matchfire, though, and this is kind of this is kind of inside baseball. How the heck did you get the name Matchfire, though? 
it would seem like something like that would be snagged up that you would have to spell it with two R's and three E's these days <laughs> to get something like that. Is that something that you owned previously? It is not. Thank you for asking. It's not something we owned previously, but we landed on it and we liked the construct, right? We liked yeah. the idea of those, you know, simple actions that add up to big things, all of that, all that movement and motion language. Um, although I will tell you that our team uses the words ignite and spark, maybe just a little too much. Um, <laughs> Bold names already taken. But, uh, <laughs> and, and there you go. So, so no, it was uh, the name wasn't completely available, but it wasn't. Uh, you know, we used money to get it. Yeah. We didn't use it a lot. We, yeah. It was. Uh, we're we're pretty happy. Well, good for you. You know, it's uh, kind of like we, the day I met. I met a guy, Megan, and he his name was Manny at Gmail dot com. And the first thing I thought was, how the hell did you get Manny at Gmail dot com? He goes, I was one of the first ones on the site. That's how we got it. That's crazy. And, you know, you get it. And, and I think, That's and I thought with Chris, with Matchfire, I was like, wow, you know, this is something, this is like a, a key top level domain he got here. I really appreciate it. So yeah, we, we, uh, we, we thought an awful lot about it and we were lucky enough to get it. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it sums up everything we are. We're now in, man, we're in DC, New York, Dallas, and California now. And uh, as you grow, you have to have a big vision and a, um, and something that matches. And so, and no pun intended. I was just going to yeah. say. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and anyway, so we're real proud of it, but we're mostly proud that everything we do, the consulting, the data-driven stuff, the uh, brand design, the website building, like that, all the digital engagement stuff, everything we do can now fit in one bucket. And it's, that bucket is just data-driven consumer engagement for impact. It's uh, so smart. Right. Yeah, it's so smart and it's so clean. I want to talk a little bit about this whole data-driven piece because there are plenty of agencies in the cause space. There are some agencies that are really fantastic in the cause space, but I think you you at Matchfire really have a specific niche when you're talking about data-driven and technology for good, that sort of stuff. So can you give us an example of something that you guys are doing or have done recently that you're really excited about that really epitomizes that model? Sure. Um, I would have to say that the, the the best current example is the work that we're doing for uh, MDA, for Muscular Dystrophy Association, uh, on their Live Unlimited campaign. And it's a, it's a great combination of, of actually one of the trends that I want to make sure we're talking about today. That Yes, you need the data. You need to know who your customer is and you need to know where they frequent and how to find them. But, but then you also need to activate that channel wherever, wherever you find them. And so for Live Unlimited, Unlimited uh, it, everybody knows MDA, but I'm going to repeat it, right? So you remember the Jerry Lewis telephone Absolutely. for Joe when we were kids yeah. and, yeah. and yeah. Megan long before you, long yeah. before you were Chris, born? I started, <laughs> I started my career at muscular dystrophy. I did not know that. I, that was my first job. And I was, a, I was a, a, a big coin collector for MDA back in the 70s when I was two. There you, you were go. a kid, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and and so they've been you know they've been doing their thing for years and they yep. did the telephone for years and they they wanted to update that and also reach new audiences and and like that and so we did some uh, data analysis for them that looks at their social graph and their email marketing and their email database list compares actual donors and people who are engaged right now finds where they are in social identifies a profile for that person. And then pushes that profile back across um, 150 million records, 
Uh, we have a partner we call, uh, called People Pattern that helps us do this. Um, go back over 150 million records and go, okay, in the, in the universe of um, Twitter, Facebook, all kinds of online media, here is where that persona shows up. Here are the channels they use. Here are their brand affinities. All, all of that rich data that comes forward. And it's all based on the actual, like we start with actual supporters mm -hmm. and, and cover them. But then we're able to forecast out who those next supporters might be based on the personas we identify inside the, the existing supporters. It's a, it's a fun little trick. Um, and that led us to, you know, uh, Facebook Live, which is kind of obvious because Facebook is, is pushing that so hard. Mm -hmm. And because they have a very celebrity focused uh, and a celebrity uh, ambassador kind of entwined campaign. But it also led us to Twitch, which was so much fun. Yep. Uh, we, we ran um, in, in partnership with, um, oh, golly, it's any Polar's company. It's, I'll have to get the name right, but it's, it's uh, Smart Geeks. Something like that, but no, Chris, just so our audience knows, uh, Twitch is the online gaming portal, right? And Megan, we had uh, Cause of Duty, uh, Call of Duty Endowment on uh, a few months ago when they were talking about their fundraiser on Twitch. We'll put that in our show notes so folks can see that. But briefly, Chris, what is Twitch? So, uh, Twitch is an online gaming platform where I got uh, it right. Look at that, Megan. Good fans, job, Joe. You got it exactly right. People who are fans of games. Mm -hmm can watch other people play games and uh and believe it or not that's a thing mm, i know it's, uh, a, it's a huge it's thing, a huge it's, thing. Not, it's not just yeah. a thing yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a it's a billion dollar plus thing oh. uh, so what did you do on twitch my, then like you were like uh mda telethon is going to sponsor call of duty like what did you do specifically so, yeah, a, a bunch of different things so it was a, it was a, it was a whole day of events that included uh, gamers and celebrity guests and uh, basically just using the channel to get, um, you know, challenges and matching, right? I'm going to, uh, uh, so-and-so will play this game and perform this action in game uh, for donations that add up to a thousand dollars in the next 20 minutes. Okay. Things so like you guys, you guys put together a whole activation, like a, a marathon, if you will, specifically for in, in live unlimited. Indeed. And uh, it really, uh, it really worked out. They raised eighty thousand dollars just on that platform in one day. Wow! Uh, awesome. Really, seventy nine thousand. I shouldn't. Uh, you don't inflate it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Don't need to. That's fantastic. Well, talk uh, we had, a bit more about had, influencers too, because I know that you've you've leveraged influencers particularly well. well yeah, we had a, we had about a hundred and fifty, hundred sixty influencers engaged. And so really, and that's the, that's the real trick these days, right? So you, you use the data to identify who your audience is. Then you work that back to who has the micro audiences within that segment. Uh, and we were able to identify about 150 people who had already had clusters of uh, the right audience. And so reaching out to them and asking them to do audience challenges, engagements, um, you know, there's there's lots of tricks you can do, and some of these people have really fewer than fifty thousand followers. Uh, which I know, Joe, you're up to what two or three million on Pinterest. 
Exactly. He has all of, <laughs> he has all of Pinterest. He has all of them. Yeah. Well, he's, He's the guy. On yeah. Pinterest, right? yeah. so, <laughs> he and I, I, when, you, when you say I'm the guy, I really am the guy, right? So I'm the only one. Actually, there's three of us. We're on eight hour shifts, but you know, it keeps us busy. <laughs> but, but so, you know, some of these folks have small communities, but they're highly active and engaged. Right. And so um, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, and, and, and then just to, to touch on that for a second, influencers used to mean, Famous, right? It used to be, okay, you know, how many Kim Kardashians are there and I can string them together. Now where the technology is, we're talking about people who um, have influence over much smaller groups, mm. but who are still um, within that group. They're experts and they build passion and they're respected. And um, it's, it's, it's a lot different, right? I mean, if, if, if Kim Kardashian knocked on your door and asked for a cup of sugar, you'd probably give it to her, right? But if your neighbor asks you, you certainly are going to give it to them. Yeah. And so these, these communities are, are smaller, but they're tighter. And uh, it's, it's pretty interesting once you get down into, you know, Chris, into just those small groups. And I think what's interesting about that, too, and something that the three of us have talked before about is like that really is the future of cause marketing, too. Even if we, we think of their involvement of businesses is how can businesses enable people, influences of all sizes to you know work with their network to raise awareness and money for good causes. And I love the fact that you bring the influencer level down to such a almost like a neighborhood level because, you know, you know, influence is another word for engaged. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's what we're seeing is that these online audiences, especially that are engaged, they can be extremely successful raising money uh, for causes because they have the motivation and they have the tools, the technical tools to get it done. That's exactly right, Joe. And 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 they also uh, they also get something out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, They they, that's the best part about these communities is that they uh a lot of people have created their community because they live for that interaction. Right. Um, so it's, 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 it's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a second. Cause I was actually looking up, uh, the, the, the folks we partnered with, cause I couldn't remember the name, but it's, uh, it's Amy Poehler's smart girls. Okay. Uh, and uh... geek and sundry. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. the folks that we partnered with to, to deliver those, um, those engagements and interactions, uh, for MDA. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, it's, it's actually, it's just what you think that the, the whole smart girls play is, you know, here are these verticals that we think are interesting and important that we're excited about. Um, they've got, uh, you know, shows that focus in on, on, you know, niche audiences, mm-hmm. but have just a ton of passion within that audience. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're on their geek and sundry page. You can still see the, uh, some of the, some of the clips from the 24 hour live stream for MDA. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That, that, what else are you looking at, Chris? I feel like Chris is one of those people that we don't talk very often, but when we do, I'm like, oh, that's so smart. I'm so glad yeah. I talked to you about that. Like, what else are you looking at in terms of trends from social, from the social good perspective? Uh, well, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of stuff and, and I, I want to, I was going to talk a little bit about Snapchat, although I feel like we might be platformed out right now, <laughs> but the, the, but, but new platforms driving engagement and those micro audiences mm-hmm. um, also make uh, Snapchat super interesting. And this isn't our campaign, uh, but it's a, a campaign by Be The Match that I really like. Um, 
and it's uh, it's it's be that guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, the be, be the match is a, a, a bone marrow right registry, and their major challenge is that one of the major challenges is that they even though healthy donors right male donors from 18 to 24 um your age joe are are super <laughs> so kind are are super healthy and they're great donors but they don't have a lot of them in the registry mm-hmm. yeah and so again and they weren't they weren't using us but again using that kind of micro targeting where's our audience what are we going to do they create a whole series of videos engagements on snapchat called uh, Be That Guy mm-hmm. that's specifically targeting that segment. Mm-hmm. And and just to, to go back up on the point Joe just made, like when the new platforms or even the old platforms being revisited, it's, it's, it's all about how do you find that passion point yep. and not about how many people are you reaching. It's the, the, the impressions game, the raw media game is falling away fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the last passion point I want to bring up, just I know you guys are, are going to uh, pro- talk about it last week, but you know, Pokemon Go is the is is the is the uh, ice bucket challenge of the summer. Yeah, totally, absolutely, uh, right? Yep. And yep. and, uh, the, and just like, like the, the ice bucket challenge, challenge, it won't be around next summer. You know, you never know, but right. yeah, probably not, right? Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and and we're seeing a lot of people try to camp on that. Vibe and 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 that's the one thing that I want to just encourage folks. Like when when you're talking about platforms and talking about whatever the new sexy thing is, the the audience and the passion underlying is way more important because that's the thing that has longevity over time. And you know, Chris, could you talk a little bit about too? Because I know you and I are in agreement about this about the importance of content marketing, and we can certainly use content marketing in a lot of different ways, from like sustained campaigns that you know, like Nationwide's uh, Make Safe Happens, a, a campaign that website that they have that educates families about safe habits, to more campaign-oriented content marketing uh, that we see where brands are creating content for specific campaigns, like Be That Guy, and. How important do you think content marketing is for businesses and nonprofits moving forward? Yeah, I, I, I think that it is, it's, it is one of the most important things, to be sure. Uh, I think that cause marketing is content marketing right now, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be in the future. And that just to like go back on the same point for a second, just to amplify it, right? New, new platforms are cool. But they're not not really what's driving the engagement. Mm-hmm. What's driving the engagement is the content on those platforms. Right. And platforms are going to change over time. Adoption is going to go up and down. Yep. If you have good content, then you can find your audience no matter what right. by having good content. And yep. you already mentioned Safe Kids and Nationwide. Mm-hmm. There's another really strong. Uh, I actually spoke with uh, the chief development officer uh, at uh, at Safe Kids at the Bridge Conference last week. And I, I love their model. I, I love what they're doing. They're they're ninety percent corporate funded, and so almost all of their programs are cause marketing programs. Mm-hmm. And they have a big, big mission, right? Their big mission is to reduce childhood injuries. Right. That's a huge mission. Yep. And what they've done is the co- it's a content marketing play, Joe. Mm-hmm. They've they've broken that mission up into bite sized chunks that brands can adopt and endorse mm-hmm. and, and own, right? Yep. So just the same way that Nationwide is owning uh, uh, ha- swim hazard statistics and being safe in the pool in the summer 
right? That's that's part of the main mission, but nationwide owning that piece. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we talked last week, I, I heard another one that I just love. Um, they're promoting pedestrian safety for kids, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and you know, again, actually, Pokemon Go came up in that conversation too, for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah, sure. really. Um, <laughs> but but they're promoting pedestrian safety for kids, and they uh, they have FedEx as their corporate partner, and they and FedEx reached out and brought Scholastic in, and they created a book, like a whole content piece that is um, Clifford goes for a walk. And and then turning right around and making an employee engagement, which is I think a third major trend too, Joe. Yeah. Um, and Megan, sorry, turning right around making an employee engagement. FedEx put those books in the hands of employees. FedEx employees are walking into grade schools and reading Clifford goes for a walk to grade school kids. Oh, I love that. Um, and it super completes that circle, right? And so so. I, I, I agree with you that content marketing is where we are and it's where we're going, but, but I want to distinguish content marketing from digital marketing, right? Right. Not all, it's not about how do I push it out? What platform, yeah. you know, where, where are my impressions, blah, blah, blah. Right. That's absolutely an element though. Yeah. But it's not just digital marketing because if you own the content, then you can do print pieces and you can walk into schools and right. you can, right. well, you can't walk into right. schools, right? You, or did you clear that up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, it's, it's so true. And you know what I want people to get over with too is what I love about like what something, what Nationwide is doing is it's not so campaign focused either, Chris, in the sense that it's a sustained overall initiative that happens from December, from January 1st to December 31st every year. And, you know, and that's what I think we're seeing more with these things is these sustained programs uh, from brands that are really saying, hey, and, you know, this is what, you know, you know it, it, when nonprofits or businesses, they, they say, how can I improve my, my uh, cost marketing? I say three things, brand, brand, brand. And the essence of brand is communicating your impact to your audience. And that's why content marketing marketing plays such an important role. I, I think that's exactly right. I, I, uh, and, and when you get beyond, beyond the content, you also, just in that same sense, your brand is also, as a nonprofit, your area of expertise and what you bring to the conversation. Mm. Uh, and actually, just because, just from that same conversation last year, or last week with Safe Kids, uh, they have a partnership with, uh, with Uber that's about... Uh, training Uber family drivers, right? Cause that's a, it's a, it's a thing you can select in some cities, right? Mm-hmm. I have a family. I need, I need an Uber show up that has a car seat. Mm. And they're, they're training Uber drivers, uh, in New York City right now on how to put a, a car seat in properly. Yeah. Oh. Cause that's their area of but expertise. That's actually kind of hard. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm it, serious. It, it, it is. I, need, I, I had to go to the police department. I know. No, it's, <laughs> That's, like, that's you awesome. Show me how to do this. No, and I think that's so fascinating. And I love how you're linking the content marketing piece into the employee engagement piece, Chris. And I want to talk a little bit more about that because that is something that I feel like I feel like it's still so siloized when it comes to social good. Like it's like either employee stuff mm-hmm. or consumer facing stuff. Are you seeing anything out there exactly that's right. doing a better job bridging the two of those? Man, we are working on it. Uh, Megan, we, we really are. And, and, um, the safe kids example is the one I, I, I could talk about right now. 
there's a couple that we're working on, but I, I will I will tell you that what I believe the trend's going to be right is uh, brands waking up to the fact that their employees are their best ambassadors, mm-hmm. and then further waking up to the fact that the easiest way to get their employees to talk in social about the brand is to get them talking about the things the company is doing for good causes. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, it, it is, it is the, it is the, it is the cornerstone way that a brand can start a conversation and not be self-promoting. Yeah. That's, it, it's yeah, to that's say we're, we're helping kids be safe. We, uh, installed your know, whirlpool gets to say we put X thousand washer dryers in habitat for humanity homes this right, year. Right. And by the way, and by the way, our employees built Y number of habitat for humanity homes this year. Totally. Right. The, it, in, and it's, it, these are all sort of threaded together. Right. But the, the platform piece is where do you go? How do you find your audience? How do you produce that channel? The content piece is how do you, own an area of expertise, an area of authority that is yours, that you can share with the brand. The brand can share it back with the cause. You guys unite on that. And there's your, there's your content. And then the third element of it has to be, right? I, I, I'm on this channel. I own this unique point of view. How do I amplify it? And the easiest way to amplify it is to just get your employees talking about the good work you're doing. Get them involved. Do you feel like companies um, are ready to do that yet? Because I feel like so many of them are like, we need to have scripted everything before anybody does anything. Right, Joe? Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think, I, you know, I think companies are ready for the telling without selling uh, piece. But I do think, I, I, I agree though, you know what I mean? Like everything, especially when you're talking about big companies, everything is so tightly scripted and stuff like that. It, it, it ends up not coming across very authentically. Because it's not. I, I agree. And, yeah. and because it's not. Yeah, because so it's not. Yeah. I, I super agree with that. <laughs> I, I super agree with that. And, and, and I, I think some companies are ready. But I will tell you a weird but encouraging sign uh, from this week. And this starts out as a scary story and it ends up just fine. Uh, I was at a conference uh, symposium thing this week. Uh, uh, my colleague Jessica Kirkwood was speaking. Jessica's been you know in the volunteering space uh, prior to working with me at Matchfire for 20 years, working for Points of Light since she was five. The conference was all the all the corporate volunteering people you'd expect, right? Lots of big brands, and they're all talking about how they get their employees engaged in um, both local volunteering and with national nonprofits. That was the topic. One speaker stood up. It's a room full of. Uh, both HR and employee engagement and volunteer management folks. And one speaker stood up and he said, how many of you use the word purpose when you're describing uh, your employment engagement or your, your company's role in the world? Mm-hmm. And no hands went up, which was the scary moment because I've been seeing the purpose trend, you know, it's yeah, what totally. you know, Carol Cohn's right. Carol's banked on that. Purpose is bigger than cause too. So but here's what happened. I think it's just so cool. And it tells us where we're going. So, uh, no hands went up and I was like, Oh, that's whoops. <laughs> and then he said, so what are you using? Are you using corporate social responsibility? Mm. And 
almost everybody in the room said, no, we're not using that either. And so finally begs the question, what are you using? We've dropped the social and we're just talking about corporate responsibility now. Hmm. So back, back to what you were saying, right? On the arc to authenticity, right? The, the, the more we clean up our language, the more you drop out the social, it's just corporate responsibility. It's just about being a good citizen of the world. The more you clean up that language, the freer you are, I think, to let your employees step up to the microphone because it's not a complicated theme. It's about being a good citizen of the world. Yeah. yeah. And even so, the more you're about being a good citizen of the world, the more freely you are to embrace cause marketing in, within, that, within that set of things because you don't have to make the leap from an authentic message to a cause campaign. It's all the same damn thing. You know what's so interesting about that, though, is the fact, like, when you think about the word responsibility, that is so different than purpose. Don't you think? It is. It just seems a little bit more... um, Well, it's more obligatory. In the sense, like you know, like like purpose. Purpose is your mission, and that can transcend cause. You know what I mean? Like, what is your purpose? You know, and, and you know that's what I think is inter- interesting about it too. Is you know, obviously because we're cause marketers, we talk about purpose a lot of times within the context of cause. But purpose for a lot of organizations means something a lot bigger that it maybe includes cause, but is not exclusive to it. And I, I think where we're heading is to a world where purpose and responsibility are actually uh, sitting side by side in the line with each other, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not just here's your inspirational, aspirational, what you want to be as a company, what you want to drive in the world. Yeah. It's also what's your, what's your duty as yeah, an entity right. in the world? Right, yeah. Right, right. Well, and, that's pretty powerful. Well, in Canada, yeah. they call it corporate citizenship, which I actually like better. I'm mm-hmm. surprised more companies mm-hmm. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. haven't adopted that because I, citizenship is a, is a different word to me than responsibility, corporate responsibility. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. As, as you know, like this is something we grapple with on an ongoing basis. At the well, hopefully one day, one day when, when we're, when we're talking about responsibility and purpose with regards to business, we'll just call it business. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. I mean, that's the ultimate <laughs> goal is, is, is that to, you know, for, for that to mean what we mean when we say a business. Yeah, you know, that's right. I, yeah. I agree. Although, I will. I will miss it if you ever stop calling it marketing. <laughs> but you know. You know. It's interesting. Even with cause marketing, Chris, what we say nowadays is it's not cause marketing anymore. It's marketing. I agree. I think on the show notes of this episode, we need to put the video that I took like a really long time ago of Chris Noble. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that. That might have to resurface just I for this know, episode. That was. That was. But, uh, this is fascinating, Chris. We're definitely going to have to have you back on, and I think we could probably talk to you for two hours. Uh, but uh, in the interest of our of our listeners, why don't you tell people where they can find more about you and Matchfire online if they'd like to do that? Happy to. Thank you guys both for having me on, Megan. I really appreciate it, Joe. You, you too. Uh, the the best way to find me online, the easiest way, is just on Twitter. I'm at cf noble. So c f n o b l e. Um, but then, uh, you can always reach me on email, noble at matchfire.com and matchfire is M-A-T-C-H-F-I-R-E. 
Awesome. And we'll include that in the show notes. Joe, where can people find you and all of your millions of Pinterest pins oh online? Well, I have to mention Pinterest first, Pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. Uh, yeah, I do have over 4,000 cause marketing related pins there. But you folks know that. I mean, I say it every week. But you can find me also on Twitter, talking to Chris and to Megan at Joe Waters. And of course, visit my blog, SelfishGiving.com. Make sure to sign up for my email newsletter. Get seven great cause marketing graphics. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter talking to Joe and Chris at Megan Strand. And I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. You can find show notes for today's episode at Cause Update as well as SelfishGiving.com. And make sure you subscribe to Cause Talk Radio in iTunes. You can also find us on Google Play. You don't want to miss an episode, so make sure you do that there. And on behalf of Chris and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. And we'll talk to you next time.